With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's whenever you're listening to this and you know what that means, it's the WrestleWolf Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Damien Gibson. Is that my name? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> DMD. <laughs> and joining me uh, for the first time in a while is the first person to be knighted for their services to professional wrestling. It's Sir Matthew Cafe. How do you do? I'm good, man. We haven't done this in a, for ages, right? It was the draft. Was the draft the last episode God, we did? Yeah, it's it's exciting to be back. Um, you know, I have a series of of uh, tough questions to ask you, personal questions. Um, we're going to pull back the layers and expose you for the fraud that you are. Oh, um, I'm answering the question. I thought you were answering the questions. <laughs> oh well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any tough questions. I thought we were answering the question. Yeah, we're both going to. Anyway, look, look. What this is, guys, is a preview of 2022. We're going to do what all great pundits do: make a whole bunch of predictions that will all be completely wrong, so people can point to them whenever we make a point <laughs> about anything ever again. <laughs> This is our uh, Icarus moment. This is where we start flying way too close to the sun, trying to predict things in an industry that neither of us have ever worked in and uh, <laughs> see how close we can get to this pin. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, it's an excuse for me and Matt to catch up and talk about AEW, basically. Um, but hopefully it's entertaining enough for you guys to listen to. Um Hey, quickly, just before we get into the questions, what was your, because we haven't really done a review show of 2021 or anything, was, mm. what was the standout thing that happened in wrestling? Just one thing that um, happened in wrestling last year. And you can't say CM Punk. Can't say <laughs> CM Punk again. Well, if I can, you can if you want. You can. Of course you can. No, if I can't say the biggest return, uh, you know, maybe in the history <laughs> of wrestling. Um, yeah. One of my all-time favorite wrestlers, if not my all-time favorite wrestler, returning to wrestling. Um, I'm going to go with uh, QT Marshall Big Show. Um, yeah, you know, oh, I think yeah. that was God, pretty meaningful. Um, no, I would go with. Um, I, I I think the the standout thing of this year is the fact that Brian Danielson is maybe not only the best wrestler alive, but potentially by the end of this run, the best wrestler ever to do it. Like. Mm. This guy headlined WrestleMania and All Out in the same year. Was it All oh, Out? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, full gear. Or double or nothing. Full gear. Whatever it was. He, he's uh, gone two 60-minute time limit draws. He's somehow gone from being the most beloved person on the AEW roster to the most despised mm -hmm. in, like, 12 minutes. Uh, there's a dude with peroxide blonde hair wandering around that people don't <laughs> like very much. <laughs> I think they might not like him for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but, like, this man is just absolutely unbelievable. And I can't believe I'm going to say this given how long that they've played, how long they played out the Hangman title reign. But I think tomorrow we've got, uh, we've got, uh, AEW and, and, you know, I think, I hope Brian Danielson wins the title. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, I mean, yeah, it, me too. It's almost a WWE run, though, for for Hangman 
mm. with the belt. I mean, what, two months, a month? But he can win it back. The AEW never do short runs, so maybe it's the time to just have a short run. Yeah. I mean, they kind of did it with Sammy with the TNT title, so it's not... I mean, Sammy I had it for two months, three months. I don't like Sammy. I'm not a Sammy guy. Yeah, it was very funny. I mean, not funny, but it was very interesting to see all the people who were defending Sammy and Tay Conti for the last few weeks uh, absolutely have to eat their words when Sammy and Tay posted a photo of them making out, <laughs> of themselves making out on New Year's Eve. It was like, hey, look, I think we've all learned an important lesson here today, kids. Let's not talk about people's fucking relationships on Twitter, shall we? I yeah. think that's probably a good... Like, let's just all shut the fuck up because everyone was wrong. <laughs> so, also, Sammy and Tay, I don't, I would have just kept that under my hat for a few more months as well. Okay, I know yeah. you're babies, but still. Anyway, I just did the exact thing I said I shouldn't do. <laughs> Brian Danielson, great. Um, yeah, absolutely great. Don't know what's going to happen with Hangman. Mine, you know, I've stolen this off Matt because I knew he was going to say CM Punk as well. But CM Punk returning, obviously. <laughs> I mean, when you cry when something happens in wrestling, mm. um, it obviously means a lot. And I did in front of my newish girlfriend at that stage, <laughs> and we're still together. So, <laughs> um, uh, look, I feel like we're going to try and be relatively. Um, non-parochial in this episode, although I'm sure it'll come out. Hmm. Did Roman turn heel this year? Was that this year? No, I think he's been heel for... It was last WrestleMania. Was it last SummerSlam or WrestleMania or something? Well, he went He went all 12 months with the title, didn't he? Uh, yeah, basically. It definitely feels like it if it hasn't been. <laughs> and he's been a heel the whole time he's been champ, so... Yeah, well, all right. Well, WWE, you get nothing. <laughs> and also, just to just to be a little bit parochial here, uh, people think Roman Reigns is good. Roman Reigns just talks slowly, says very little, and his matches are still shit. Um, all right. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, burn. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I legitimately, you know, like I got Maccas for dinner last night. Uh, McDonald's for the rest of the world. We even butchered the name McDonald's in Australia. I got uh, McDonald's for dinner last night because I was tired. My girlfriend and I are searching for an apartment at the moment in the middle of another wave of a pandemic, and it's just a fucking nightmare. And um, so when I got back to my place last night, I was like, I'm getting McDonald's. And then I had the same craving for WWE. You know, you get <laughs> craving for junk food like every six months where you're like, I have to have a Big Mac right now, otherwise we're yes. going to kill someone. I had the same feeling about 10 minutes afterwards for WWE. So I stick on last, like, Raw, and there was a, a promo at the beginning of Raw between Randy and uh, Matt Riddle. And, yep. Uh, dude, like, and I like those guys. <laughs> like, when those guys walked out, I was like, oh, sweet. You know, okay, bro, I like this gimmick, blah, blah. And I'm, again, I made it four minutes into what undoubtedly was a 25-minute promo because it's the first one on Raw. Yeah, and it <laughs> ends with a match being set up that's not booked because nothing's ever booked in advance for Raw. Like, what happens if no one comes out at the start of Raw to talk? Do yeah. they just shut up shop? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Vince comes down and vamps and yells at the audience for... <laughs> not not wanting to come to audiences during COVID. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, look, I'm sure WWE will come up again. We do actually have a couple of questions in regards to WWE, so we'll probably use that as a as an opportunity to vent because I, I do have this Groundhog Day thing with WWE where I'm like, almost every two weeks, I'm like, I'll check out SmackDown because I mm. keep hearing that SmackDown is pretty good, and I get. 10, 15 minutes into an episode. And you know what it is that turns me off more than anything? You know, because the presentation is the presentation. That's what they do. So hmm. if you if you get to WWE and you're like, oh, it's fucking all big screens and kids and all that. <laughs> so, well, that's what they do. It's the wrestling. The wrestling to me, the in-ring work, is it's good, but it's boring. Because yeah. you're not like I'm so used to watching AEW. Going back to that, it's almost like watching the A-League after watching the Premier League. You know, <laughs> That's a, it's yeah. a, you, or watching the NBL here in Australia after watching the NBA. It's <laughs> like it's fine, but it's not as good. It's not as skillful. So yeah. there's a part of you of like, well, why am I watching this? You know? Anyway, 
Who beats Hangman Adam Page for the belt? We've kind of already talked about this. Does Daniel... Daniel. God, I've got to stop. I'm the the JR of this podcast. Does Brian Danielson... Does Brian Danielson beat Hangman tomorrow? We'll decide if you're the JR of this podcast when we get to the question about the women. We'll just Hmm. move you. Well, the beautiful Britt Baker uh, and the stunning Tay Conti. um, Oh, God. The... uh, Look, I... I, I... I do big hope eye, it. big eyes emoji. <laughs> <laughs> the awooga sound. Yeah. Um, I uh, it I, turns I into want... a wolf like uh, Jim Carrey in the mask. Starts howling at the moon. <laughs> I want Danielson to win. Um, I was so, I'm sort of hoping that they've got these three judges, which is a fantastic heel move by him as well. That he would do something traditional and boring rather than you know we're in a cage or there's no time limit or something. He's like we're having mm. judges. Um, yeah, just like uh, just like uh, <laughs> mid southwest, like uh, yeah, like I'm trying to think of a seventies southern like, promotion. It's, that... it's, it's amateur wrestling, like that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, you know, it's it's so absurd. Um, but he's uh, one of the judges is going to be Max Caster, apparently. Oh, really? Which is, I was sort of, I'm like, I'm really hoping for Bret Hart. I feel like Bret Hart is the like, I was hoping they were going to bring in old guys to be the judges. Gene LaBelle's still alive, I think. Yeah, man. I Genuinely, get some... I mean, to be fair, the vast majority of old guys already work for AEW anyway. So, trying to find one who doesn't work for them. <laughs> but you could get, like, although Eric... I was going to say Eric Bischoff, but I think there's been a bit of a spat between Eric and AEW recently. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Fucking the, the body, Jesse Ventura. Get Jesse Ventura <laughs> on, the, <laughs> I mean, on the panel. Don't you just want to get old, like, technical wrestlers? Like, the the really, you know, get Dean Malenko should yeah, be out there. Dean he Malenko, works for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Bret Hart, if you can get him. Yeah. Bret Hart presented the title. Like, obviously, they have some relationship with him. Like, that would be... And they're doing the Owen, so hopefully... Maybe they're just going to keep Brett dry until the Owen, to be fair. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But there's got to be some other, emotional moment. You know, some other technical wrestlers sitting around that are... Man, I can't even... I can, legitimately cannot think of any wrestlers. Uh, I, I mean, Richard Flair is... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ric Flair, I suppose. Um, but even guys who are... You know, it were stars 20 years ago, I can't think of off the top of my head, that aren't already associated with WWE in some way. Like, I keep those, oh, Stone Cold, no, of course not. HBK works for WWE. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, technical. But Dean Malenko works. Uh, maybe Alex Wright. Yeah, Alex Wright <laughs> under I, Billy Kidman. <laughs> I, I mean, I just keep thinking of, unfortunately, deceased people. I was like Chris Benoit, mm. uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero. What about Shane Douglas? <clears throat> oh, Mr. that's a great call, e- Mister ECW. Shane Douglas. That would that would be great. Um, Does Mick Foley still have a WWE contract? No, I'm sure he's got some sort. He doesn't have a contract with them at all. No, there's been like some Mate. stuff about. I mean, Mick would be great. What What are AEW doing fucking around with Arn and Tully when Mick Foley's just sitting there? I'm a Tully fan, but... Uh, no, I like Arn and Tully. Of course I love Arn and Tully. But, <laughs> you know, get Mick Foley on the show in some capacity. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I respect them not having a GM character. I think the show works without a GM character. No, no, you just make him a manager. You just make him the manager of, like, the best friends. J- Joey Janela, if you want to give... If you Joey want to, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mick Foley, now that I've said Mick Foley with the best friends, I just, that's all I want to say. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> That's all I want to say. Uh, okay, so if if Brian doesn't beat Hangman, let's say that Hangman retains mm. tomorrow night, which if we're, if we're going on the booking that we've been trained on for the last 40 years, then the champ, it's a TV show, so the champ will mm. retain and we'll continue the feud until the next pay-per-view. Okay. But let's, if, if it goes to a three-way... With Kenny, I can kind of see Kenny winning again and then Adam Cole beating Kenny. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 
The only other person I can see coming after the belt is MJF mm. in a legitimate because I, I like I said to you during the week, it's like I think you'll be relatively happy where CM Punk's story is going. Mm. Um, and I found that quite strange, but also you know in in a good way that like all of a sudden Punk and MJF were like ah oh, this feud we're putting that on the back burner for a bit. Mm. Well, I guess I mean it's it seems to me where it's going to end up is you know they're sort of you know sitting tied given that AEW resets the win loss records they're sitting tied you know for the number one contender spot and they have to face off or there's some kind of uh, you know tournament for the one uh, for the number one contender spot and they end up having to face off like that seems to be what really makes sense and. Given how incredible their storyline is, that would be a pretty phenomenal payoff. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is one. Let's say that let's say Brian puts Hangman over mm. in this feud. And to me, MJF seems like the next logical heel to go up against Hangman. <laughs> Have MJF beat Hangman, and then Sam Punk goes up against. I mean the the other the other. The other person that's sort of out of sight, out of mind, but the original plan was obviously that John Moxley turned heel uh, as he was sort of t- slowly turning heel, and that he was going to win the the tournament and face Hank and be the first person to face Hangman. Um, mm. you, John Moxley's apparently going to be that's back true. soon. He's being advertised for a GCW show in late January. It'd be shocking if he came back to GCW before he came back to AEW. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's great. That's really good news to hear that. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm my pick is going to be MJF. That's a great pick. Yeah, I think I think so. I, there's probably a fair element of what I want to see mm. <laughs> with that as well, because then it leads to a Punk Championship run. But uh, anyway, it always leads back to seeing Punk with me. Um, <laughs> does anyone jump from AEW to WWE? This Brian year? Cage. Yeah, yeah, you think so? I think it's, I think it's time for Brian Cage to go to go to. You know, he's 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 got the NXT two older guy <laughs> kind of feel him. about him. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, he's just like they're not using him at all. He's really good until he botches one thing phenomenally in every single match. Mm. Um, you know, he looks great. He can't speak worth a damn. I think it's time for Brian Cage to go, you know, go learn a new hold. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I genuinely can't think of any, um, yeah, I mean, the obvious one is MJF, but that's, you know, as he keeps saying, that's not happening until 2024. And now that he keeps talking about it as much as he does, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs a five-year deal, ten-year deal this year or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Brian Cage on ability, like what he can do and what he looks like. I mean, I'm kind of amazed that Vince yeah. isn't making a play for him, you know, like or hasn't or whatever the case may be. I don't know what's going on with him as far as AEW is concerned. I mean, they seem to... They seemed to have big plans for him when he first came in and then... Well, he was in a world uh, title match. Yeah. And then has really sort of, you know, had the FTW thing and Mm. Taz was, you know, they put Taz with him. So they obviously were like, well, we want to do stuff with you because they obviously trust Taz quite a bit. Mm. I can't think of anyone else, even even in the women's division, tag team. The only other, the only, I can only think maybe that Santana and Ortiz could be... Yeah. um, a tag team that might go across to, a, to WWE. But I don't think they're going to get treated better in the film no. than they would be in AEW. I understand that they haven't probably had as many title shots or has been as, been in as many storylines as they would have liked. Um, and if you follow either of them on Twitter, that sort of comes up a bit. Well, it is bizarre um, that they're, like, they are every time they're on. Like the, the best friends uh, Santana Ortiz feud was spectacular. Um there's something obviously going on that's not 
I don't know whether they're keeping them dry for the for the trios, um, which is you know they're saying trios about seventy two times uh, on TV <laughs> at the moment. So pretty clearly that one's coming up. But you know, the Eddie Chris feud could very easily lead to the end of the inner circle and Santana and Ortiz aligning with Eddie. Yeah, um, yeah, which seems would be that a way. lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I'll say Santana and Ortiz, but not with any real. Hopefully not. Well, yeah. I mean, from a selfish point of view, yes, because I want to see him wrestle on AEW because I think that's more enjoyable. But also from their point of view, Mm. you know, like we've seen with Tony Storm, uh, I was watching a whole bunch of stuff about Tony Storm leaving WWE. Hopefully she comes AEW. But the main reason why she asked for a release and got it immediately was because she said she was burnt out from the schedule. Mm. And you just keep hearing the same thing. If it isn't WWE just dumping people for just out of nowhere, it's the wrestlers themselves going, I cannot handle this schedule. And for anyone who doesn't know, they do, uh, there's Raw and SmackDown each week, obviously, but then they do at least two live shows a week as well. Mm. And when things are a little bit more open, a lot of the time they do those live shows in other countries. So you might fly to Germany to do two shows in Germany and then fly back to do SmackDown and then fly out to the United Arab Emirates to do a stupid pay-per-view network-only special and then fly back to do Raw and, you know, you just don't see anyone, you know, you know unless you're – that's why people get so upset when they split couples up between SmackDown mm. and Raw because you can't people can't even travel with their own husband or wife. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, – if Santana, yeah, if Santana and Ortiz are willing to put themselves through that grind to get a mm. you know a little bit of extra money, then good, I guess. Hopefully not. But do they even have tag team belts in WWE anymore? Who are the tag team champions? Riddle and oh, it's fucking Randy and yeah, I already mentioned them. Uh, <laughs> uh, does it? Does it? Who goes from? Who's the next person to jump ship from WWE to AEW? Uh, this is actually a, a kind of hard one because sort of everyone, you know, I think Kevin Owens was the obvious, mm. uh, you know, person that, and, you know, I don't think, I think Sami Zayn's probably staying as well given he's pretty heavily featured on SmackDown. Um, there's not, I mean, Charlotte Flair is probably the person I would most like to see in AEW from on the WWE roster. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't given up hope on Sami Zayn only because he doesn't wrestle. Mm. They don't allow him. Like he, remember when he was in NXT and you would hear like things on Twitter or Instagram or whatever about, because I, I wasn't watching NXT all the time. I kept hearing about great matches with Sami Zayn mm. and then eventually started watching NXT and was like, oh yeah, this, fuck, this guy is amazing. And when he first came up to the main roster, they kind of pushed him a bit in the mid card as a good wrestler. And then over time, he's just, he's a comedy wrestler now, you know, like. Yeah. I would be, with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens gets to wrestle like Kevin Owens. He gets to be Kevin Owens on That's true. Raw. Sami Zayn doesn't get to be Sami Zayn or anything anywhere near what he was when he first came to WWE. Um, so I suppose it comes down to like, you know, and I know those two are best mates, but they're not on the same show, you know, so no. um, I think Sami Zayn as El Generico in AEW could do a similar, I, I, I think there'd be a lot of guys still in that locker room, the WWE locker room, looking at what Brian Danielson is doing at the moment mm. and thinking, fuck man, that'd be a pretty cool way <laughs> to see out my big professional run before I start, you know before I set up my wrestling training school in, you know, Dumpsville, Orlando or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, I think that's kind of me wanting that to happen. Do we know what's going on with Pete Dunne? Because yeah, he there was signed a- another contract. Oh, yeah, that would have been, I mean, Pete Dunne's a great... And he's uh, still on NXT, put like yeah. a 2.0, fuck. I mean, Pete Dunne's a good uh, good example of, you know, people who uh, potentially are going to get released and end up on AEW anyway. 
Um, yeah. You know, and I think of the people that are floating around, I really hope, I like, you know, I, I'd almost be shocked if Wyndham Rotunda didn't appear tomorrow on Dynamite. Um, I'm slightly concerned about the prediction that by the time this episode comes out may already be redundant. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, like I think, I think Wyndham's a pretty decent chance of rocking up at AEW. I hope he's not spooky character given that, I think uh, Malachi Black really is doing an incredible job as the spooky guy of AEW and you don't want to have too many of them. And Wyndham's so, so uh, broad in what he can do. Um, you know, Tony Storm, I hope, rocks up. Uh, Johnny Gargano, I'm uh, a bit agnostic about. Um, I probably didn't watch enough NXT towards this, I guess, the, the peak of his run. Um, but, yeah. I mean, in ring, he's truly spectacular. I mean, like, he he, he is kind of, um, he's like a really good Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense of, like, that's being harsh to Dolph, Dolph's fine. Um, I heard Dan Housen the other day say he loves Dolph Ziggler. They're fucking... <laughs> shook me it shook me man i was like what the fuck i mean dan housen's the person that i most want to to rock up at this point in aw yeah yeah absolutely i mean i cannot wait i cannot wait to see him in in aw yeah i'm gonna go with tony storm i know it's kind of a cheat but i think tony storm will be the one that jumps from wwe to aw and will again you'll just see like when someone's given the opportunity mm. um ruby soho's in the final of the tbs tournament and is it's been a slow build for Ruby, mm. and I think it's still it's still going to take time. Um, but you've already seen that she, what she can. That she, I've already seen her do a thousand percent more in the few months that she's been in AEW than she was what six years or also whatever the Ruby, fuck it was in WWE. Ruby Soho's not Tony Storm. Like the Tony Storm. Do you remember when they um? When, She's got when, star power. But when, when they were um, signing people to NXT contracts and they were letting them finish out their indie dates hmm. and it was usually like, oh, you know, this person's got three weeks and they're, you know, they're doing a PWG show or, a, you know, whatever. Um, Tony Storm, I think, was over a year of booked indie dates when she signed with WWE. Like, she was fucking massive on the indies. Yeah, and she was great. She's a star, and they WWE mm. managed to just strip all of that. The thing that sold me on Tony Storm, and this is going to sound weird, especially for our American listeners, because you guys don't do this. But when an Australian is doing something, your first instinct is to be like, "Oh, don't be terrible." <laughs> and when she opens her mouth, you're like, oh, holy fuck, she's, like, genuinely a star and, mm. and just oozes this confidence that the Americans just always have. Mm. I don't know if all Australian competitors have that. You look at no. people like Jonah Rock, you know, like, I mean, he got there and is still getting there, but, um, you know, it's probably, uh, oh, God, now I'm, I'm going to completely blank on her name, Impact. Um, Gianna Parazzo? No, no. Uh, well, she, yeah, she suffers from the same thing. But Australian uh, impact singles. Emma. Yeah, Emma. Tenille Dashwood. Tenille Dashwood. She probably suffers from that a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tony Storm, the first time I heard her talk, I was like, oh, well, she's going to be huge. She's going to be WWE Women's Champion. She's going to win everything. She'll be a star. Like, And the next time I saw her doing promos alongside Sasha and Charlotte, it was like she'd lost all of that. Mm. You know, she's getting pies shoved in her face and anyway. Um <coughs> I've got to tell you about a dream I had the other night. Uh, and it actually kind of <laughs> it was so vivid I thought it was real for a few minutes. Great. I was watching Rampage. Cody beat someone for a T in the TNT title match. And then <laughs> God, you're gonna laugh so hard at this. Uh the game played and it was at daly's place a triple h <laughs> appeared and spat his water out everywhere and then came out pedigreed cody <laughs> and picked up the tnt title and the crowd 
was silent. The crowd was silent. <laughs> I was so shocked. Nothing. And then when I woke up, I was so shocked by it. Like my girlfriend was like, oh, morning. And I was like, oh, this is the weirdest dream. But I couldn't explain it to her because she has no fucking idea. You know what I mean? It's like I had a dream about wrestling. And she was like, oh, man, seriously, what have I done? Why am I moving in with this guy? Uh, I was like, I can't wait to tell Matt this. So maybe it's a pre- – I'm thinking it's a premonition. <laughs> and That's Triple H is going to jump from WWE to AEW. Oh. Oh, that, that, that prediction is not as bold as it would have been 12 months ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, they can't if he was if Triple H wasn't married to Steph, <laughs> we'd back it in. Marriage's end. Marriage's end. Yeah, that's true. Or the, you know, the McMahons could just sell WWE. No, oh, that's online. Yeah, it's on like Donkey Kong. God, it would be phenomenal if Triple H. Like this is. I think I've spoken about and you've been like this. When NXT was at its height, all I wanted was Triple H to come in, win the title, and just be. Like the biggest fucking cunt heel possible. <laughs> if he came in and not even, Co- I wouldn't even want Cody. I would like my dream now is the way that the next episode of Dynamite ends is Danielson loses, Hangman is like, oh, thank God. And then King of Kings plays. It's time to play the game. And Triple H <laughs> walks out with X Park and Shawn Michaels and Billy Gunn. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, HBK's there as well. This is fucking well, phenomenal. Uh, we're called. We, I think he's. I think he's HB. Uh, uh, the, the, the kid's not. The kid's not existing in that. In that what fellow. About, hang on. What about like that? All is good except the entrance music is. Are you ready? Oh. <laughs> Just, just wonderful. <laughs> and we've just got the- a fucking pensioner version of D-Generation X. <laughs> have you, um, <laughs> the have you seen have, have you seen Danhausen and Billy Gunn's Billy Gunn's kid? already there. I mean, Billy Gunn's already yeah. there. Have you seen Danhausen and Billy Gunn's kids on Twitter? Yeah, it's a it's, ass it's man. One of the funny, the, the ass boys. <laughs> the ass boy, that's right. Ass boy. <laughs> Stop calling me ass boy. It's weird because Danhausen is not in the company and has managed to get over the gun club for me. Like, I see them now and I'm like, oh shit, it's the ass boys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, because they had like, there was a little three week run of them on Rampage. Mm. I'm pretty sure one of the kids was wearing not an ass boy t shirt. Yeah, and Billy Gunn wore a wore like an ass boys t shirt. Yeah. Like it was fantastic. That's <laughs> fucking Dan Housen, his head of creative at AEW. That <laughs> doesn't even have a contract. Um speaking of Dan Housen, will he affect the ratings for AEW when they go to TBS and he inevitably debuts? I I think that the ratings, I have the most boring answer possible in so much as I think for both companies, the ratings are going to remain basically as they are. Hmm. Yeah. Um, They might go, look, I think they might go up a little bit on TBS, especially once Mm. things settle down a little bit. You might start getting one 1.1s for AW Mm. on TBS, 1.5s for Raw and one point. I mean, we're kind of answering two questions at once here now that I've brought That's WWE right. into Let's, it. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, uh, what I don't understand um, about ratings is we're not factored into that, right? Like you and I watch Dynamite mm. Rampage every week. That does not come into it at all. There's one billion pe- over 1 billion people in India who watch well, don't, you know, not all of them watch wrestling, but there's <laughs> one billion people in India and there's a lot of people who like wrestling. Like, and all of them are Marks. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people outside of America who hmm. watch traditional television. You know, even in the States, there's a lot more people who would be watching it through... Well, you, actually, you can't subscribe to AW and fight in the States, but... People are going to be watching bits and pieces on YouTube. There's going oh, to be people who are watching it on the T- TNT app, and yeah, absolutely. I just think way too much credence is given to the traditional TV ratings for both companies. Well, yeah, I know it. I know it gives an idea of where they are in comparison to each other, but. Hmm. 
you know what I mean? If AEW has a younger demographic, which appears to be the case as far as those numbers are concerned, mm. does that mean that more people, does that go across the world? And does that mean more people are watching AEW on the Five app than are watching WWE pay-per-views on the network? Like, I, do, I, I don't have the slightest clue. What, what got me is that there was something about the median age of someone watching Raw. <laughs> It was 62. It was, it's like, who the fuck's the 62-year-old that's like... Wasn't it NXT? Wasn't it Brian, Brian Alvarez was saying it was NXT 2.0, the median age is 62 years old? Like, why? Why are you watching that if you're 62? Uh, oh, you just got to be a rusted on WWE fan, right? I suppose you're like... You've if been you're following 62 NXT now, 2.0 for the last three months and... <laughs> <laughs> you just you need to know what's going to happen with Grayson Waller. But if you're an Attitude Era convert, let's say you're 25 when Mankind and Rock and Stone Cold hit, you add 25 mm. years to that or 27 years to that, you're what? It's 30, 60. Well, it's 20. Something. 1998's 24 years ago, so you you'd you'd have to be 38. To, no, but you'd have to be 40 to now be 62. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense either. So these are people that are like, I was a Hogan fan and I just continued being it and now I, I really like the woke character in NXT 2.0. Yeah, look, I let's be real. Vince's storytelling and politics is uh, in cohesion with people of the age of 62 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, he talks sense. Um, <laughs> also, watching the NXT 2.0, I mean, I should try and watch more of it. I've only seen bits and pieces because it does, there is a part of me that's like, I should love this. This is all the stuff that I constantly talk about. You know, it's like, oh, I love rock and roll wrestling. It feels, you know, it feels like rock and roll wrestling, like 2021's rock and roll. Oh, like, everyone's I got watch. a stupid gimmick, like, I'm the dust man. <laughs> like, you know, like. <laughs> I don't watch it every week, but I watch it enough and it's actually pretty good. <laughs> like, compared to Raw or SmackDown, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching it as much as I enjoy watching Impact. Oh, wow. Okay. So I really enjoy Impact. I, I just love how fucking hard they try <laughs> <laughs> with so little resources. And, it's crazy. Um Yeah, anyway, I don't look, I don't I was making bold predictions about AEW taking over WWE and stuff, and then Punk and Brian came along and not you're right, not much has changed. Mm. Um I mean, well, that's Other than not the live people... events. Like the reality of these live events is that, is that they're like absolutely they're selling... phenomenal. Yeah, they, AEW are selling out arenas and WWE. It's a hot ticket. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which again, I don't, I don't know what that said. Does that say that it's a younger audience, so they're more willing to go out to uh, get the live experience, and they're watching it somewhere else, or they're just hmm. watching? It would be really interesting to try and get a breakdown of demographics on, you know, because I will do that with WWE sometimes where I just watch clips. Like I mm. go to their YouTube channel and I'm like, oh, Sami Zayn, I'll check that out. Roman Reigns, I'll check that out. I'm done. Yeah. You know? So I just wonder if people do that with AEW as well. Or... Yeah, maybe. Because uh, I tend to follow all sport like that now. Mm. Yeah, me you too. Know, like I, I keep up with the Lakers that way, where it's like I just watch the highlights the day after the game. Liverpool, the same. It's like I'll oh, be no, keeping so. up with the Lakers at the moment. No, it's not Let great. Them. Yeah. Let them slide. Yeah, man. And like the fucking. I mean, how many star players do we have to fucking <laughs> sign <laughs> to win a championship? Um, so, in the wake of Ring of Honor's. Demise. I know a lot of people are quick to say, well, they're just going on hiatus. I'm like, if you <laughs> release everybody, I don't see. Look, we, hopefully Ring of Honor does come back, mm. but I don't see it happening. Who stands to gain the most amount of momentum out of that? Is it GCW? Is it Impact? Is it NWA? Well, this is the thing, right? Like, Brody King's coming over to 
uh, I think he's already signed with AEW. I think he was in that Alistair, uh, sorry, Malachi Black vignette, whoever he was mm. taught. Like, Brody King's fucking sick, and that's awesome. Um, great partner for, I think they're PWG tag team champions already. Um, like, that's cool. Uh, Jay Lethal's over in AEW. Um, you know, you've you've got to think Danhausen's probably a pretty sure thing. Um, and mm. the Briscoes are probably a pretty sure thing um, to end up in AEW. Other than that, there's a phenomenal amount of talent. Um, you know, Jonathan Gresham, uh, uh, Dalton Castle, mm. um, you know, even some of the older women, um, like yeah, I think Angelina Love's over there. Mm. Um, I don't know how she is in the ring anymore. But um, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for someone to – and, you know, there's also guys like – you know, Buddy Matthews is, you know, I don't think he's coming to AEW. I don't think he, you know, I don't think it would benefit AEW or him necessarily to be in AEW at the moment. But um, mm. there's definitely the opportunity for a third promotion. And just also wrestling being hot gives you the opportunity, you know, to, to for wrestling to continue being hot. But um, GCW really does seem like, and, you know, I know they don't have a TV deal and that puts them behind Impact or various other people, but, um, you know, they just had Jeff Jarrett rock up. Uh, Scotty Too Hottie had a match there. Oh, <laughs> you really? Know, wow. Matt Cardona was their champion a minute ago. There's sort of interesting things going on with GCW. J- John Moxley's coming back. Hmm. Um. You know, I feel like they're they're definitely the more most interesting promotion, sort of that could, I guess, be the ECW of the. Yeah, that's era. exactly what I was just about to say. If AEW or WCW, then I, I feel like imagine if you didn't know anything about wrestling, and I was saying this sentence: <laughs> if AEW are the WCW, then GCW are the ECW. <laughs> And, and hopefully, hopefully and you're nodding your head going out mm, mm, it totally makes sense i just and, imagine uh, if no one if with no context you're like i don't know man damien's podcast he just says the letters i, I don't really understand <laughs> i really and, understand and hopefully the wwe can become the wwf uh, of, of pro wrestling again but um i don't, I don't think that's on the horizon mm, no, I don't think we, so. we got to start moving through um, these questions man yeah well we've only got two left uh who who beats Britt baker Tony Storm. I'm going to say Thunder Rosa. Oh, that's a great call. I sort of think, I, I feel like Jade Cargill's going to win the TBS championship and, you know, that's sort of now an inbuilt feud with Thunder Rosa, but whether Thunder Rosa actually beats her, um, she's such a great talent. Thunder, yeah. Well, the reason why, I mean, uh, her and Britt haven't really resolved their feud. Mm. Um, and it always felt like it had been put on the back burner for her to eventually, for Rosa to come back and eventually win the women's championship. Um, I think they're just waiting to see if she can start to hold her own uh, on the mic and stuff, which I actually think she has been doing recently. Um, yeah, she's so, been really good. And um, I think the the best women's match in AEW history is the lights out match between Brit and Thunder. Like, yeah, by a mile. You know, and that was also a crossover match where, for a minute there, it looked like both of them were going to be, you know, transcendent. I would have a long, I would have a long feud between these two, ending in mm. Rosa beating Brit, because you can elevate the women's division by having them on TV most weeks. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tony Storm absolutely would would make a huge difference. Serena Deeb and, and uh, Hikaru Shida are doing great stuff for the women's division as well, but they can't. It can't turn into a WWE thing where it's just those two wrestling each other every second week. No, it's like you need to start. You know, it's, we still don't see enough Chris Statlander. Um, there was a match a couple of weeks ago where me and Paul were talking about Penelope Ford, where we're mm. like the week, like three weeks ago, we we're like, why is Penelope Ford on TV? And then. She uh, had a submission match. Um, who was that against? I can't even remember now. But she was brilliant. And I was like, I mean, why, the, are we, why do we not see this all the time? Like the That hardcore match uh, with her and the bunny and yeah. the other two was Kay really Jay was great. Was really good. Um, yeah, Tay Conti is another one. Um, Anna Jay, I think, probably needs a little bit more work. But, mm. you know, 
I understand why she's on TV. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to say Thunder Rosa. So we've got Thunder Rosa and who did you say? Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Okay. All right. I'm glad that we've left this man for last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who beats... I know this is going to career off into us just talking about Cody Rhodes in general. Who beats <laughs> Cody Rhodes for the TNT uh, belt? So this was my I, – I sent you this question, and I genuinely don't have an answer for it. Um, mm. I think there are, like, so many intriguing people to have the TNT belt. Like, But, but it's like, did Miro beat Cody last time? Yeah. So it's like Miro can't really come back and – and Miro I mean, seems to be in a feud with God at the moment, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's a much better. Well, I think the last time God was in a feud, it was with Vince McMahon. But th- this is this is significant. This is, this. <laughs> you know, I feel like they should let Matt Hardy produce whatever, you know, eventual match happens between Miro and God. Um, <laughs> I'm into that. You know I'm into that. Um, it could be deeply enjoyable. Let Sting have nothing to do with it. Um, mm. The uh, there's just so many sort of interesting. So if you, if you take Darby and MJF, who've both beaten Cody for the title already, off the uh, or Darby anyway, take them off the sort of you know jungle boys a guy who could i'm you know i imagine they're going to go into a trios um sort of scenario with him i like it would be pretty amazing to see eddie kingston Mm, yeah you know like and he'd be a great foil for some the character cody rhodes currently is either playing or is um (laughs) yeah we don't know i'm almost 100 percent sure everything he's done has been kayfabe (laughs) but if it hasn't been, then it's been a magnificent clean-up performance by Cody to just tightly wrap everything in a bow and be like, I was just acting the whole time. He's 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 definitely both almost certainly been doing this as like some kind of brilliant kayfabe move and also made himself the person in wrestling I would least like to like have a beer with. <laughs> I don't know, man. That CM Punk Cody Rhodes uh, video that appeared just before Christmas with the the boy from TikTok, oh yeah, was a pretty like those. They didn't know anyone was filming that. It's a pretty, mm. you know. I mean, I'm sure they were quite happy that it went out on social media afterwards, but it, it legitimately <laughs> didn't seem like they knew a camera was rolling. So, um, but who knows? Who knows with that kind of shit? Um, I look. This is a. This is from the heart, mm. right? This pick, Danhausen. Dan Housen comes in and to make a big deal out of him, they give him the TNT belt. Um, I don't think that'll happen. Eddie Kingston as a, as a mid card Mm. um, face initially who turns heel. I like that. And I wouldn't, I I, I wouldn't mind. um, Also give the man a belt for fuck's sake. I mean, we just got to get a belt on Eddie, please. Give him, give him a big win. I think, I think the, the thing about Dan Housen is, like I know he's got a broken leg at the moment. Like they really should be bringing him in to just be doing vignettes and weird shit. Like the guy is such a creative mm. force. Um, I think the worst possible option is uh, Cody wins on Dynamite tomorrow. If there's a match with Cody, uh, he retains. Then the lights go out. Then Spooky Bray Wyatt is. Uh, is coming for the TNT title. I, I really, really don't want to see Cody versus Wyndham Rotunda at yeah, this stage. I, I don't. I don't know if Bray would. Um, I've got to get used to saying his uh, non WWE <laughs> name. I don't know if Wyndham uh, would. The one thing we know about him is that he likes to change things up. Mm. You know, and like yeah. when you think about the fact that he had four, three, no, well, one, two, three, four different characters in WWE over a six to seven year time frame. Mm. I can only imagine what he's going to be doing in AEW where he's allowed to, you know, um, well, I mean, but anyway, uh, yeah, I could see that happening. I hope it's dead. Like I hope, I hope I would love to see Dan. Housen get it's, it would just thing, be like, amazing. He's just, he's just going to be over 
immediately anyway. Like, he's just another guy that can just be... And as someone else that's sort of like that, that it's maybe time to... Like, Orange Cassidy would be I a good I was just person. about to say the same thing. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, I think, you know, he has... The other day... I know we've got to go real quick, but the other day uh, when Rampage finished, uh, Fight just plays random episodes... Mm because um, I just left the TV on. And it was one of the first pandemic episodes that was at QT's gym or whatever, and there was like 12, oh, yeah. like 12 people <laughs> there. And it was a match between uh, Chuck Taylor and Kip Sabian. Wow. And Orange, Orange Cassidy was there as manager for, for Chuck Taylor. Mm. And it's just like he's been there since the start. He worked so hard through I mean, I know everybody did, but he he's over. Kids love him. He's... Just so much fun to watch. He gets one of the biggest pops when he comes out. It kind of, you know, there's so many, but you just got to look in the crowd and every third person's wearing a denim jacket and Orange mm. Cassidy shirt. <laughs> like, it makes sense to, you know, I can understand arguments to not make him AEW champion. I can't mm. see any reasons to not make him TNT champion at some point. I, like, I think that at some point, Orange Cassidy is, and like I think he sort of, you know, if there were crowds a year ago, um, when he was in that feud with Jericho, he probably, you know, it probably would have already happened. Um, but he's going to hit that Mick Foley point where he probably, you know, is yeah. a, just yeah. a constant, reliable main eventer who, you know, maybe occasionally wins the title as a transitional champion. Like he's not going to be the guy that, you know holds it for 365 days like I suspect Roman Reigns is about to again but um <laughs> until Bron yeah. Breaker appears and oh yeah Roman Roman's looking at he's eyeing off uh the Hulk Hogan records yeah the what what was San Martino 10 years or something I think he was champion from 1954 to 1979 or something like that <laughs> Oh, I just thought of someone who's a great person that that would be an absolutely perfect Daniel Brian uh, Brian Danielson judge, Bob Backlund. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. I still want to see Jesse Ventura on there. I want to see what a, I want to see what an eighty-year-old Jesse Ventura wears. There was allowed back on TV. Don't give him a live mic. Just sit him. Just sit him down. <laughs> the, 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 I'm sure Jesse Ventura is not vaccinated. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you're almost certainly right. But then Jesse or, will every now and then just blind you with a piece of like <laughs> left wing sensibleness, where it's like, what the <laughs> fuck did that come from? Anyway, um, that's all our questions. That's what's going to happen oh. this year, guys. So you, there's no point watching wrestling for the rest of the year because you you got it from the Doctor and uh, the Night. You know everything that's going to happen. <laughs> I just I can't wait to see how all of our predictions are totally un un uh, like we totally fall at the first hurdle tomorrow. Well, I was going to say this. It's not even a. It's like. <laughs> I am going to look like an idiot as of tomorrow because I think I've made 16 predictions right into tomorrow. <laughs> oh, well, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. Uh, thank you for um, well, thank you for being on, Matthew. Thank you for supporting the show, guys. Um, I know there's been a few chat with Paul doing solo episodes during the week and, and just doing random stuff like this. I think a bit more of that's going to happen. Uh, there's just a bit happening in my personal life at the moment. It's not anything bad. It's just, you know, life gets in the way. I've got to fucking go back to work and uh, I'm studying and trying to move. Anyway, you guys don't need to know about that stuff. There will be episodes coming out. I just can't guarantee who's going to be on it. But there's three of us now all working. So, you know, you'll still get content. Um, <laughs> uh, Raid reviewers, share us with your friends. Have a happy and safe new year. I know that's already happened, but, you know, continue to do that. Um, and until next time, brother dudes, may your wrestling be good wrestling and good night.